Welcome to TV Times 3, episode 353. On this episode, we've got some cancellation and renewal news, and then we'll be talking about the second season premiere of Colony, the fourth season finale of Sherlock, and recent episodes of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., The Blacklist, and Sleepy Hollow. Plus, we've got some TV recommendations at the end. You can find the full show notes with start times for each segment at tvtimes3.com slash 353. I'm Jason the TVaholic from tvaholic.com. I'm Kyle Nolan from noreruns.net. And joining us this week, we have... Ivy West from my house. (laughs) (laughs) Try to come up with something every week. Decided to not record from the uh, car in the driveway uh, this week, huh? Hey, I specifically remember a story of you guys recording with Keith McDuffie, I think, on a drive back from a um, from a press tour up in Canada. Uh, we did. He got, we did. We got yeah. some nice background noise of the tires rolling along the road. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember getting some feedback from somebody that was like about like the, the episode sounding terrible. Even though we clearly stated at the beginning, <laughs> this is recorded in a car while driving. Should have put up pads around everything. <laughs> the audio is not as, as good as normal. So, But, you know, what can you do? Sometimes, you know, you can't have fun with just a one-off episode or something like that. So, But with that, we'll move into actual news, which since uh, the Television, Television Critics Association press tour is going on, uh, there's been uh, lots of announcements that have uh, continued on. Yeah, thanks for your help with this uh, list, Kyle. Since I missed a few of them, some of them were just buried in like other stories about. <laughs> it's like you're like, oh, they they put out their you know their mid season schedule, but also apparently in that story they also renewed this, that, and the other thing. <laughs> there were also a lot of stories like this show might isn't canceled. It might possibly return like that's not news that's like the current state it was before you talked (laughs) it's like so you're telling me that it's nothing's changed uh and then as per normal there was a bunch of stuff that just got announced today (laughs) it wasn't it wasn't on the list as of last night because it wasn't a thing as of last night uh but with that first up uh, Comedy Central has renewed Drunk History for a fifth season. So if you're into Drunk History, that'll be back. Uh, Fox has ordered four additional episodes of The Mick, which will bring that to a total of 17 for the season. And then also has renewed Empire for a fourth season. I wonder if they're going to continue to like double pump The Mick on Tuesdays and Sundays just to... If they have that many episodes, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's why they decided to to add some more. Is because they, I mean, the original to premiere after football, uh, and then on its regular Tuesday originally was uh, the original plan. But then I think it's done so well they decided, oh, hey, let's throw another episode in after uh, our first hour long Simpsons episode as well, and. Uh, so I don't know, maybe they, maybe they will, maybe they looked at their schedule and went, huh, well with this one, we have about three half hours to fill somewhere down the line. So let's uh, drop a few more episodes of that. I don't know. I've been enjoying it. So 
Yep, same here. But I'm always interested. I mean, it's not. I mean, there is some serialization to it because it is an ongoing story of this, you know, now thrown together family. But I'm always interested to see like how they already had like 13 episodes planned. And it's like, okay, so now you're not getting a whole like another nine episodes. It's like we're, we just need you to throw in another four. Well, they've been already already jumping around. If yeah, you look at the actual production numbers, yeah, like, not, they've yeah, been jumping around. Uh, I yeah, I look forward to seeing like how there's going to be an episode here in the next week or two where you're like, wait, that shouldn't that have happened already based on where we are? Yeah, uh, that's a thing that networks do. They go through <laughs> all the episodes they have so far, and they're like, well, these three are the best, or these four are the best out of the nine that we have so far. And by networks, you mean Fox, right? <laughs> yeah. Fox does this? Yeah. Primarily, we'll, yes. <laughs> we'll throw those up. We'll throw those up front to uh, as we're getting people to, uh, which I get on one hand, but then also, like, you're also saying, okay, we've got you with our four best episodes. Now stick around for five mediocre ones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> so, yeah, there's that. And then uh, Freeform has renewed Beyond for a second season, and then also The Fosters for a fifth. Uh, uh, have you guys watched Beyond yet? I'm watching it week to week. Uh, Jason already saw the whole thing, but... I think I've watched the first two, but I'm enjoying it so far. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. I just watched tonight's episode before this podcast. But I think I'll go like you, Kyle. I think I'll go week to week, since there's not a Freeform app for my Apple TV or Xbox jerks you don't have it uh, <laughs> or it's on demand you don't too, have it on demand i i i when i turned it on the other day i had the second episode on demand in hd so i watched that but the third was in sd and there wasn't anything behind that so that's where i stopped huh that's weird because they've what do you have for cable or cox communications i don't know it's supposed to have been out they're supposed to you know that's what they announced anyways but on their website on to you know on the app, uh, on demand, it was supposed to all be there, but, but uh, definitely with you, if uh, if you're watching along in HD, and then all of a sudden they want, the next one in the list is SD, you're like, like what? Hard pass. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Like, I'd rather wait. Like that. Uh, and not not even that. It was um. It was it was in stretch proportion, so it wasn't even proportioned right. <laughs> so maybe they fixed the problem, and I could go back and watch all of it, but. I don't have to watch. I'll watch it in order. Uh, you couldn't get beyond the third episode. That's terrible. All right. Next up. I will mention that again here in a couple of minutes. <laughs> but this one's on purpose. <laughs> uh, FX has renewed American uh, Horror Story for an eighth and a ninth season. So if you've been... Uh, Plus they still have the seventh that's coming. Enjoying that. <laughs> you, there's there's going to be plenty more of that to come. And that well, that sort of falls into the uh, the next thing, which is Atlanta season two uh, will be delayed until 2018. So, so much like uh, HBO and Westworld, uh, looking forward ahead, we also have the uh, final season of Portlandia, <laughs> the eighth season will also be in 2018. Uh, so, in the in the era of peak TV. We even know two years ahead when there's going to be more. 
Well, I think for Atlanta, that was partially because he's busy with like other movies yeah, he, and stuff. He might have got another gig. Yeah. <laughs> Is anything important that he's working on? I hear there's some kind of like some kind of related to a franchise type of movie that he's oh. going to be a part of. But wait a minute, uh, they're doing a small... community movie. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> they're finally getting around to that movie. <laughs> they it takes place seasons. in in space. I uh, hear, oh. like in a galaxy far, far away or something. Oh. Wow, we sure did Lando that role. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's right. So. Uh... Yeah, so there's that, and then Hallmark Channel has renewed uh, Chesapeake Shores for a second season, which, completely throwing everybody off, has been announced and is going to air here in the next few months. Uh, they, they didn't get on board with that uh, 2018 thing there. Then, as I said, IFC has renewed Portlandia for an eighth and final season. Uh, Nat Geo has renewed Mars for a second season, so apparently that event series was so good, they've scheduled another event. Did you guys Mars watch that? No, I heard good things, but I never got around to checking it out. I liked the first episode, but apparently my TiVo and my season pass didn't think I needed to watch the rest of it. And all of a sudden, <laughs> when I saw this up, I was like, I never finished watching that. What happened? You thought it was a really short event series, did you? <laughs> no, I was I was looking forward to next week's episode, and just now I'm just realizing that obviously it didn't mean enough to me for me to... <laughs> A week later to go, hey, where's Mark? <laughs> I guess I'll go back and watch it. So, yeah, so if you enjoyed that uh, hybrid series there, of there'll be more of that to come. It was different. But is, like, the next season going to be, like, Venus or, you know? <laughs> like... <laughs> well, I can't exactly tell you how it ended, yeah, can yeah. I? <laughs> uh, you, know, you know, Mercury or, you know, we're going, uh, which, which, which direction are we going there? And then uh, speaking of uh, space and and, and sci-fi, uh, they have uh, canceled uh, Aftermath after one season. So not a shock there. They should have canceled it after one episode. Yes. I, I enjoyed the first episode. I just It's sitting on my TV. I never got around to watching the rest of it. But if it doesn't end, then do I really want to sit there and watch 12 more episodes? Well, it ends, Kyle. You don't want to watch 12 more episodes. I still don't understand why you wanted to watch the first. It, it definitely <laughs> ends, Kyle. Well, I know. I mean, it ends in a cliffhanger. Oh, it ends hard. It ends real hard. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, you're not going to be able to find out the aftermath. Oh. TNT has renewed Good Behavior for a second season, so apparently... That I did watch the whole thing of, so I'm all set for the second season. I asked on Twitter the other day if anybody was watching it, because I... When when the guy disappears, I think it was at four or five episodes in, and she starts doing stuff around her hometown, I lost a ton of interest in it. I could not keep going. But does does he come back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does. He comes back. Okay. Because it's all about like how he's good for her, and like he makes her be sort of a better person if that's possible. Oh yeah, the hitman. I hear that's what happens when you get to know a contract killer really well. <laughs> it brings out the best in you. Well, she was scraping the bottom of the barrel, <laughs> which is where she found the hitman. <laughs> well, she goes from Downton Abbey to this. I, I, uh... I had completely forgotten she was on Downton Abbey because I still haven't even seen the last two seasons. So it's been a while since I watched the show. So I never even thought of her as Lady Mary as I was watching this at all. How many seasons of Downton Abbey were, were there? There were six. Five or six, yeah. 
Yeah, that uh, that sounds about right. I think I think I haven't seen the last six of them. <laughs> and then uh, lastly, TV Land has renewed Nobodies for a second season, which hasn't even premiered its first season yet. So must be good. Yeah. <laughs> Although I have enjoyed all that, I have enjoyed TV Land's new like non-retro direction they've been taking. I've really enjoyed all their shows, so I'm sure I'll probably enjoy this one as well. Yeah, well, it's, uh, what is it, uh, Melissa McCarthy and whatever his name is, Brad Falcone, what is it, something like that. Oh, her husband? Yeah, it's their production, so it must have, uh, I don't know, they must have, I, I'm assuming that they've seen the first, <laughs> the first season, <laughs> and, and they liked it, and they're not just, uh, well, we really want to stay in business with these people, so... How about we throw another season? And, uh, well, they did the same with the Detour, right? They they renewed that for a second season before it even aired. Yeah, but they had they did they did see it. <laughs> you know, they yeah, did, they did. Uh, well, I think it, I think the first season premieres in March, so they must have already seen it at this point. They're not rushing to put this together. If you tune into Nobodies, you know that you're going to get at least a second season of it. You're not going to be wondering about what you know. Somebody must have liked nobodies. Yeah. What are these nobodies <laughs> going to be doing <laughs> after this? Uh, so, yeah, that's – I'm sure there was probably two or three other things announced today <laughs> since <laughs> since we started recording. I'm not I'm not watching anything on TV land. I'm not – all of these shows that are on these non-standard networks, I'm waiting until like they've I'm, – I'm not saying I'm still bitter about hindsight. But yes, yes, I am. I'm still bitter about hindsight. <laughs> but looking back on it, I'm still glad I only saw the the first episode and I didn't watch the rest. If it ended in some some big cliffhanger, uh, see, I don't know. There's still ten or eleven ep- good episode, good hours of entertainment there. But irritated that there's not more. Like it's like I still enjoy the eighteen episodes of Bunheads that we got, even though that we'll never get more. Idiots, stupid ABC <laughs> family. That's and they're not. You can't blame them anymore. They're not around anymore. That just because they so it's so different. Addresses any different? (laughs) That was that was. I I think that was part of the part of the reasoning, right? Is that uh, it was part of their (laughs) witness relocation? uh, Yes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They know Ivy's after them. (laughs) New name, and so and then you know they've they've gone away from you know that type of programming, so that you wouldn't you wouldn't recognize them. Uh, any longer? You mean you you haven't uh, you haven't been enjoying Shadowhunters, Ivy? It hasn't filled the uh, void. <laughs> I mean, no, no, no. To be fair, we have talked about Beyond, and I do watch Beyond, and I do watch Switch by Birth, Switch to Birth. But no, I mean, Shadowhunters is god awful. How did this thing get renewed? Switch Even with its new showrunner, it's not any better. Switch to Birth is ending. Just so you know. I know. <laughs> I mean, they gave us like a year and a half warning before the next season was coming out. So, but it's had a I've nice, had... a nice long run. <laughs> yes, yeah. It didn't more than eighteen episodes. Yeah, it didn't get its one, its one season, and then, and then out. So yeah, all right. That's that's the news. I'm sure we'll have probably a whole bunch more next week, uh, since TCA is still going on. But with that, we'll move on to the uh, prime time segment. Prime time. Thank you, Ivy. paused for Ivy. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even have to be prompted this time. 
And we'll move on to uh, that. And the we've got uh, five shows to talk about, uh, starting off with Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, Season 4, Episode 9, Broken Promises. We'll start with you, Ivy. What are you thinking about the end of the Ghost Rider and into the uh, LMD? Well, can I just talk about how much I like Yo-Yo and Mac together? <laughs> this last episode was the the best when they just kept going back and forth on all the different robots taking over movies. <laughs> I like how that kept coming out. Like, like, oh, yeah, we already discussed this. Like, they're idiots. We're doing this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I hate that. It's my favorite thing about the, the whole LMD thing is – They've already experienced what artificial intelligence can do to this planet, and they've not mentioned all they've it feels like they're going out of their way not to mention Ultron as they talk about it. I mean, every once in a while, yeah, and especially when they first introduced data at the beginning of the season. But I don't know. I, I'm I truly am frustrated with the the bit with May and the life model decoy of May. Because we're looking at all of this character development between or or emotional you know, an emotional journey that that this character, the fake May, and Phil Coulson are going to go through for the rest of the season. And at the end of the season, it's going to go, oh, well, no, Phil, sorry, you, you fell in love with a robot. So all of that development's gone. And she's back to just, you know, thinking you're the boss. I, I hate that type of storyline where it's obviously going to reset whether you like it or not. And it's just disappointing. But But again... Yay, yo, yo, and Mac. Yeah. Well, I, the thing I also don't... I like that they did finally explain the guy has been behind this all along, you know, and he's been developing... Uh, he's been developing other things that even, you know, Fitz didn't know about. Because at first, it seemed like, okay, this has all happened way too fast. Uh, how would you have... It's like, yeah, I know that the, the robot just <laughs> saw the dark hole, but all of a sudden she can just build another robot like in a couple of days, uh, you know, yeah. type of thing. Cause well, I hope he's more interesting as a villain because he's not been interesting as a member of the team, even a fake member of the team. So yeah, I enjoyed him. I mean, that'll be kind of interesting. I, I get where you're going with though, Ivy. Uh, Cause sometimes it kind of bothers me. It's like, yes, may is sort of the robot character. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, like, you know, like she's not the, you know, necessarily the the most expressive or or talks a lot or whatever. But even that, I want to know, I want to know how it works to be able to, because created Ada, but she was like her own thing. Here you've created one that looks like May, but you've also now figured out how to download or put May's memories or something because she has to have enough back story knowledge and things like that or it would really be wrong because if it, went, figure if out. it, if it yeah. went along you would just be like how has phil not noticed this he's supposed to be you know he's supposed to be a really smart agent he used to be the director like what what's going on here and so they haven't shown like how exactly they've made because they showed that even like Robot didn't exactly know what was up, you know, until and then wakes back up and still may not, you know, quote unquote, know uh, what what's going on. And so I I want to know what happened 
when the when this was derived and then how you get enough to for you know even a robot to play a robotic you know robotic may there's not enough explanation yet there for me but all the other stuff was uh, was fun in, in the episode and like you said <laughs> uh mac and yo-yo going back and forth uh was uh was pretty good yeah when when colson was chained up with uh, or in the room with may I thought for a while, like, oh, he's just faking. He knows that she's really a robot, and he's just trying to trick her into doing, into, like, revealing herself. But then, like, he really did tell her, like, I was expecting it, the book not to be there when he told her that. But then once she found it, obviously he, he believes that's really May. But, uh, I mean, I was shocked by the whole twist that Radcliffe was this evil guy. Like, I thought he really was, like, a member of the team now and a nice guy. So I was surprised they did that twist. And I'm just so glad the whole, um, what do you call it, Ghost Rider thing is done. And I'm sure it's a heck of a lot cheaper to, hey, let's pretend you're a robot versus let's make this glowing fire around this guy as he... He drives around, so I'm sure they're saving uh, money that way by going this route with the LMD stuff. Yeah, well, that's true. They basically said that is they didn't have the budget to do a Ghost Rider any longer than they did. But what you talk about there, Kyle, just brings up more of like if Coulson and the director are the only ones that knew about where the Darkhold was being kept... And then he tells May, and but yet, and then she finds it. You're like, how did she? It doesn't seem to come up. Like how? Oh, yeah. She, how did she? How did know she figure where out where it. to go? You know where to go look. Uh, so there, you know, there should be little clues and things for that type of stuff to be figured out now. But they're definitely playing it off with, especially with that final, you know, scene of you see the, you know, the video of of Colson looking at her as they're eating, then you're like, yeah, they're, he's either really good, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, really, really good at playing off what on this or, or he's been completely duped, which is overall less, less cool. I mean, I guess you're saying that these, you know, the life model decoys are really, you know, that good, but again, I still need, I need some better explanation now that they've, you know, revealed the, you know, who's behind this and what's going on, you know, sort of what's going on. I need a, I need a good explanation for how they made the May decoy. Uh, I, I know that they had her there, you know, for a while while she was recovering. Uh, and that would have given them a lot of time to do various things, obviously, like scans and create you know, the facsimile of, of the body and all that type of stuff. But the ability for even a character that doesn't talk enough, <laughs> that doesn't talk that much, uh, that going forward, that in any conversation or something like that, that even the robot would be smart enough to be able to play it off without knowing stuff <laughs> and not be figured out doesn't make any sense to me. So going forward, I, I'm, I continue to enjoy the show. I think it keeps getting better. Uh, they keep doing more things. They keep delving into different Marvel lore to to bring out for uh, storylines and you know even 
deeper so this year, you know, with the things people have actually heard about you know, before. I don't know. I can I continue to enjoy it. I, I like that they have, you know, Daisy back as part of the team that they're, you know, that they're all sort of kind of back together. I like that you now can, it seems that the director is actually trustworthy because that was sort of, that was one of those things that was kind of getting uh, a little bit annoying. Uh, I am definitely interested in what exactly this one inhuman is in that it took seven months and then after being shot, dropped back in the water, instantly cocooned again. I'm interested to know like what the deal what the deal is with that. I have a feeling he's gonna be along the lines of can adapt to whatever he needs to. If he needs to be fast to avoid this punch, then he's gonna be fast. He needs to be able to cocoon himself to protect himself from drowning. You know, one of those types of whatever he needs to do, kind of a chameleon's not the right word, but you know, the you know, the adaptation kind of thing. Yeah, or or if it's some sort of like special inhuman that you know, like continually can, I don't know, can, like a continual rebirth or something like that. If something happens, I don't know. I it, I just thought that was that was interesting. He'll be the Kenny of every episode to kill him <laughs> off in some new way, and he'll he'll change enough. And uh, yeah, and and then and then be back. But yeah, overall, I'm in, I'm enjoying the uh, you know where they've gone with the with the storyline and. And, you know, all these different things that they have uh, going on. It was a little strange to see uh, one of the good guys from the last ship, all of a sudden a really bad guy <laughs> in the, uh, what is it, the Watchdogs or whatever the, the group is. Yeah, her assassin, uh, <laughs> yeah, yes, uh, <laughs> the ER woman, uh, I can't think of her character name. Uh, yeah, the well, senator. Yeah, the senator. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But then... Just but also it leaves there like interesting, like who, you know, who are they sort of taking orders from? So I think they've got some, you know, some different things to play with to go forward here. But I am still on board with you there, Ivy, of uh, that right now Mac and Yo-Yo are the best part of the show. And this whole thing of having Coulson fall in love with a robot. Yeah. And then it blows up <laughs> in his face. Uh, just because he's got a robotic arm doesn't mean. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe yeah, that's I'm, why he's attracted to her. I, I'm like you that I, I I'm a little interested in where things are going with the watchdogs, um, but kind of beyond that, this might be the season I finally break up with Shield. Just not into it the same way I used to be, which makes yeah, me I'm, sad. I'm definitely not into it as much as I was at the beginning, but this is one of those shows that I'm, I'll be in it till it ends. <laughs> <laughs> Especially due to the crossovers with the movies, which I actually watched in time for the last one, and then there was no crossover. Well, did they announce that there was going to be one? I just assumed there was, but I know what happens when you assume. Like, uh... what, what happens when you assume, Kyle? <laughs> It, you uh, get things wrong sometimes. Uh, <laughs> it seemed to be that the it almost felt like the non-mentioned crossover was in this episode, like the they were magically hiding the Darkhold, which yeah. was you know <laughs> which Doctor Strange sort of brought magic more into the into the Marvel universe, and so it's sort of it's one of those like sort of obscure sort of references 
where they they kind of make whole make reference to it and you're like is that uh I wish that they were better at that than they are a lot of times. Like yes, the very first one is what completely turned the show around from being something that they were just dinking around with for a season before they finally got to the first, you know, to the, well, the second Captain America movie. Uh, And then that brought a whole different dynamic to, you know, to the show. And so that was, that was interesting and how that, you know, because previously it was like, oh, hey, look, we're part of the cleanup crew from Thor. (laughs) (laughs) at the beginning that was an exciting crossover at the the beginning of the season and and things like that i wish all of these things were a little more instead of obscure references i wish they sometimes they try and like just throw it in your face (laughs) the way they talk about something and then other times you're just like well wouldn't this be like wouldn't you know about this by now as part of shield uh some of some of that stuff if you're going to put it all in the same universe, then be better at putting it all in the same universe, uh, is is what I would say. And I, that sort of goes for all the Netflix Marvel shows as well. Although I'm still trying to, I'm still interested to see how they're even going to really put those together, them, just themselves, let alone that they sit in this bigger world. Yeah, I think we need to resign ourselves to the fact that none of the shows are going to be involved with the MCU the way we want them to be, if if at all. Yeah, well, I don't even need it to be like, I don't need like necessarily a TV character to show up on a in a movie or a movie character as much to show up in in the show or or you know anything like big. But when big things happen, like you were talking about with this whole, it seems like the whole reason a lot of these things, uh, the the you know the world that they're living in. They reference the Accords and what happened with Ultron and stuff like that. But it seems like that should be a much bigger deal and a much bigger part of the conversation when you start dinking around with artificial intelligence again. And so it's stuff like that. Like, even when there's a a really good spot that it should totally be a part, they don't really even do a good job of of referencing it or, or making it a part of it. That's always been a little bit uh, disappointing because, like I said, what's the point of having them in the same universe if they're not in the same universe, really? If things don't affect other things, uh, they're they're like they're all these separate entities uh, and they, they just keep going. But that's enough about S.H.I.E.L.D. and we'll move on to the next show on the list, which is The Blacklist, uh, Season 4, Episode 10, uh, The Forecaster. Which was one of those episodes that I really liked where in a show like this where they they introduce something where you're just like, no, they're going to give a scientific explanation sooner or later why <laughs> this is happening. <laughs> and then they, they then they finally do in that her hearing aid was picking up on. The, yeah, but the problem I had with that systems. was like, she yeah, she's hearing about all these crimes. But how does she get all of the details perfect, like the clothes that people are wearing and like everything looks like just like the crime scene? I would have preferred some paranormal explanation because it makes more sense than their their explanation. Yeah, well, but that's it, just... <laughs> I mean, I guess I guess you could go with that. Like 
why did she choose to put the the figure in a black bathing suit and she was wearing a she actually was and the guy's wearing, wearing like suit, a tux but... when he's in the in the elevator she's got that like how does she know exactly what these people are wearing and what the crime scene based on what the event was going to be or what they were you know what they were going after yeah some of that also ends up being just the because they want to make it seem more like it is a thing than it is, you know? Uh, and then it it's it becomes one of those things that's a, a little too much. But yet, overall, I'm just... Even though I'm still frustrated with the... Uh, oh, he's just gone. I'm not saying where he is, <laughs> what happened to him, uh, what I whispered in his ear uh, that... Uh, that made this first half of the season all fine now, but I mean, they'll get back to that though. Right. I, yeah. I assume that something's got to pop back up. It feels like that just happened to me. So it didn't, it didn't feel like I've been waiting for an answer to that. Well, well, that's the thing is, although you were, you were talking about like in the previous show, Ivy, the, of what's happening with Colson, you don't like that type of storytelling because of where it's going. It just, Ultimately, it kind of makes a character look stupid uh, that you like and, you know, these different things. Uh, I had a big problem with that episode of The Blacklist in that, you know, previously where they closed that storyline out, where the only reason he whispers in his ear is so we as the audience don't know what he says. Because they had already cleared the room. The guy sent everybody out. There was nobody else in there. There was no reason when he went to stick Red with the needle that Red would have whispered it and not just said it. But they they do that kind of stuff in all the... Like in this episode, one thing that bugged me, the same type of TV magic, is when uh, Aram is in the room, he gets knocked out, but then the guy goes out and he shoots two cops like two (laughs) seconds later. It's like, no, you're going to knock out one of the stars of the show, but you're going to kill these two unnamed cops. Like, it's all the TV convenience and magic. Yeah, yeah, some of that type of stuff. I would would have been better off if you would have, like, at least seen, like, we saw Aram get his ass kicked, but at least he tried to stay in the fight, you know, a little bit. Or if something would have, uh, they sort of just gloss over that situation of of what would have happened in why he would have, uh, you know, not just shot him there, you know, to escape. Why he would have just knocked him out. I mean, I'm sure you could have created a situation. They just sort of glossed over it because they don't have time uh, uh, to do it. Uh, but it's it is it's stuff like that where you can see the convenience of what's going on, and, but. But things like this in this type of show where it's all about the mystery, I hate when they obscure something for no other reason than for you as the audience not to know it. There's no reason in the show itself. If he's trying to keep something from her and she's in the room, obviously he's not going to say it. Or if there's other people around and he doesn't want to know, he doesn't want anybody else to know like what he's doing to get Kirk to finally back off, then it makes sense. But when they do these things like that, he knew you were listening and he didn't want you to find out yet. Yeah. So he was, I don't know. I mean, there's, there's something, there's something emotional and 
visceral about leaning in and and saying something intimidating into somebody's ear like that. It's 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 dramatic in and of itself. I guess in some situations, in some, but then there's just, I don't know. Over time, there's just become too much of that type of convenience in this show. I still enjoy it. I still look forward to like red building a white puzzle in a white room (laughs) (laughs) while he randomly talks to different people. And, and, you know, as he sets out his plan, uh, you know, to, uh, (laughs) obtain some new cleaners for his work. I did like those new cleaners. (laughs) Like that's one thing I did my rapid catch up from episode two to episode 10. Like when Mrs. Cop, Mr. Kaplan got like killed in episode two, I'm like, Holy crap, when they're getting rid of her, she's like the best character. And then I was shocked in the next episode when she comes back to life. I'm interested in like at the end of this episode, like they work her back in a little bit, like because Elizabeth finds out what happened to her. But I'm wondering how can they bring her back into it now? Because if she ever shows back up, like Red's going to want to kill her again because she knows too much. Well, he's def- it, it definitely seems like she's going to become a maybe a thorn in his side that for at first he doesn't know who it is or why uh, could be. But that's another thing that bothers me unless he purposely shot her. Yeah, he couldn't, he couldn't miss that. Story. This is red Reddington. We're talking about, he shoots <laughs> yeah. people all the time and then he goes to shoot her and it just scrapes by her head and knocks her out. That type of stuff. That's the other type of things that uh, bother me. Uh, with this, See, that would have bothered me if, I, if if I didn't like the character that much. <laughs> it wouldn't have bothered me, but I was thrilled to see her suddenly well, get back up. <laughs> well, it's it's fine to to have the to to keep the character, but then you know there's other ways to you know to to do these types of things other than make your character that's obviously a really good killer apparently still have such a connection with this person that he's going to kill that he just doesn't do it right like <laughs> at three feet away you know it just it's those types of things that they just continue to build up uh, on themselves and more and more and I you know I've watched it this far I'm probably going to continue to watch it uh, because I still do enjoy the episodes I enjoy the characters and their interactions uh, but I'm getting tired of where you can see the hand of the people behind it. You know, I don't want to see, you know, the strings on the puppet. I just want to see them dance. Uh, <laughs> dance. <laughs> you know, and so to me, that's just that's happening too much with this show. And this, you know, this deep into it, you pretty much know that's what you're going to get because they're all about the big mystery uh, type stuff, but I don't like seeing the, you know, <laughs> it's, it's fine being manipulated by a TV show because that's what they're all doing. I just don't want it to be like right in my face. <laughs> like also telling me, Hey, look, look over here. I'm, uh, I'm screwing with you. I just wanted to let you know, uh, that, that I'm screwing with you right now. Uh, that, that gets annoying. It gets annoying when you're screwing with me. Yeah. <laughs> but going forward with what they, you know, what they're heading to, I don't know, potentially now or whatever. Are you glad that the Kirk stuff is sort of 
at least gone, even though <laughs> with everybody seems to be perfectly fine with the. Uh, well, he's not going to tell us. I was fine. With, I was fine with that. And and yeah. where they're where they're going now? How much how much do you think they're going to? I mean, they are sort of playing with it now, with uh, Tom, and and the spinoff. You know, having him waffle back and forth on whether he wants to get to know his mother or uh, give up his give aliases, up, give up all his aliases or the, you know, the other life or, or lives that he's led. So they are, they do seem to be setting, setting the groundwork for that. Are either of you looking forward to that show? Uh, Blacklist I, exposed. I think yeah. it's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Oh, wait a minute. That's the podcast we like. <laughs> That's right. Plug. <laughs> Troy, that check better be in the mail. That's all I'm saying. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of interested in the, the show, but um, I, I'm not sure how it's really going to, like, what the tone's going to be, if it's just going to be more of the same, or if they're going to try to change it up a bit. But, um, I mean, I'll definitely, I mean, definitely interested in checking it out. I mean, the, the backdoor pilot they did was was kind of interesting. There's going to be, I think there's going to be probably maybe a little more action from week to week. There's, I'm sure that he's probably going to have to take on a new persona type of thing to infiltrate something each week, those types of things. So I think it'll have, you know, maybe a, a different dynamic. You're definitely not going to have Red, you know, giving a five helping minute, out so, each week, yeah. <laughs> five minute soliloquy about something. Uh, so. As long as he doesn't take Agnes with him and we have to deal with that storyline over again. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine with some non-mythology episodes of both this show and Redemption if they don't try to load in a lot of backstory and just kind of do some, let's go do a submissions. I just, I'm fine with just submissions for a while. <laughs> yeah, I think so. So we'll see, uh, we'll see what they've got in store for that uh, coming forward. But I'd always be interested in... Uh, and you listening, what do, what do you think about the blacklist? Do you get annoyed by some of the things that that annoy me? Are are you still enjoying it? Does Red giving a speech about some place that uh, he vacationed once or was on was on a mission there too, or some deal here, or uh, some person he spent time with there? Is that enough to keep you going? But yeah, I'd be interested in both. Uh, both your opinions of Shield and and the Blacklist. What do you think of where those sh- the state of those shows are here? You know, four seasons in. You can always uh, tweet us at TV Times Three or uh, send uh, feedback at TV Times Three dot com and let us know what you think about those shows. And we'll move on to the next show on the list, uh, which is Colony Season Two, Episode One, Eleven dot Thirteen, which was the uh, obviously the season premiere and. I stopped watching Colony, I think, after the third episode. It just, I don't know, I didn't get into it. But the one thing, apparently, the people behind the show said that in the second season, they're letting their freak flag fly, so to speak, <laughs> with the the all the alien stuff. In season one, it was not really supposed to be about that. It was supposed to be about the people and in this situation that just happened to be caused by aliens. Uh, so, uh, we'll start with you, Kyle. What are, uh, what are you thinking about Colony here as the se- second season starts? And 
would you be are you more into that potential of there being more alien type stuff happening well yeah in in the press room at at comic-con for this they went around the table i think it was the producer went around the table and asked everyone what they wanted and pretty much everyone at the table said we want to find out more about the aliens and the invasion and they said good news that's what you're getting (laughs) and pretty much that's what this premiere is like you could have never seen the show and this is all like the premiere basically goes back and shows us how this all came about like what everyone was doing at the time that this whole invasion happened so you see like the uh the that ratty guy uh what's his name alan uh get uh he gets um was it recruited to be like their little spokesman guy and he goes and meets the aliens and then we see that um will is having problems with his partner and uh and uh his wife like their their kids are all there and then like one of them goes off and that's how he gets trapped outside the the zone and so we see how where everyone is when the walls go up and then what they have to do um to now moving forward i mean we get a little bit in the present where will is now beyond the wall trying to find their son but he also goes and meets up with this partner who he sort of uh broke up with uh just before the wall because she was doing questionable things but now he needs her help to help find his son so i mean i think they did a good job of like now going back like now that we've had a whole season now we get to see what actually happened because we didn't really know what happened and i'm assuming we're going to see more of this week to week like now the walls just went up and i'm assuming we're going to get more of that and see how they start building their their military groups and all of that and how this all came about while also exploring a little bit in the present time of of what's going on and, and them trying to find their their son just another reason i wish i was at comic-con this year because if i'd been sitting at that table when Cuse and those guys went around the room and said, well, what do you want us to like? I want more about the collaboration aspect, more about Vichy France and all of that. Like that to me is when the show is at its best because then it would have been a little awkward. And, well, uh, it's going to be about aliens. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of here. You raise your hand because to get up from the two. I, I mean, I don't I don't I don't need another falling skies. You know what I mean? I don't need an alien invasion. I don't need another V. This was unique in that it approached um, the occupation of what would happen if, right, that story. Um, and you see a lot of it. You are, This is something that Man in the High Castle does really well from my perspective with, with how it treats the, um, the folks that live on the East Coast that have become and embraced the Nazi culture as a way, as, as a mechanism of surviving. Um, but the whole idea of... Uh, collaborators in and out w- working with the occupying force instead of against it, and that dynamic of how that changes uh, even within families and, and seeing, you know, seeing the the husband and the wife here, here Will and Katie, um, just experience that that working for different. I don't say different masters, but working at cross purposes like that. I just that to me was where the show really, really stood out. And I think if they get so far away from that, I'll I'll be disappointed as a viewer. Yeah, I mean, I I, I see where you're coming from. I I do like that stuff, but I also like that we're finally getting some answers about what actually happened because, like, in the first season, we just jumped right in. You didn't really know what was going on. There was no explanation of. Like how well we still don't know why, but how all this stuff 
got set up, like how they got recruited for their different positions. We're just thrown into the middle of it. But uh, as long as we get an answer of why they're here and like initially how this was all set up, then I'm fine if they want to move back to uh, to the present time and, and deal with what's going on. I'm trying not to just straight out disagree. So <laughs> I don't, I mean, I don't feel like I, I need to know. I mean, if the story is about X, just because there's aliens there, I don't need to know that aliens are invading because they want our water or whatever, whatever kind of reason that they invent for it being, you know, them coming here in the first place. That to me is not what the story is about. And I don't, I don't need that for this story to be complete. So, um, I will just politely disagree. <laughs> You're wrong. It was more on the like Walking Dead type scale of things, where it wasn't, you know, for mo- most of the time there hasn't it hasn't been like a hunt for what caused the the problem. It was we're stuck in this now. How do we survive? Right, uh, and that's what they set the show up. Uh, I find it interesting that they that that's what they did for the first season and it did well enough you know like to get a second season but yet they decided to basically change what <laughs> what the original vision of the show was i don't know i guess if if that type of storyline didn't interest you in the first place that maybe you would check it out if it was going to be more aliens and all that type of all that type of stuff but then are you really in a second season like are you really going to uh, there's almost like a prequel season or something yeah Yeah, like and if the story's you know previous season doesn't at least add to like the the characters or knowing about the characters does it feel like you wasted a season if now the second season is completely different I don't yeah, know. It's, I mean, it's it's hard to tell off the first episode because it's barely there's barely anything in the present in this first episode. Um, just like some minor thing of Will going trying to find the sun, but I mean that's about it. That's in the present. We mainly get what's happened in the past. So I'm not sure if that's what the balance what the balance is going to be moving forward this season, or if that's just for this first episode. Yeah, I think, I mean, they went out of their way to introduce the character of his partner and then bring her into the present day storyline. So it's, I, I can't imagine it being anything but a mix at the wor- at the at the least of, of both timelines. But it, at some point you tell all that story. I felt yeah. like the, the flashback was probably a, a one off, you know, I mean, a one off one off as a as a huge as, as a huge part of the story, not to say that they won't do flashbacks again. Yeah, yeah, does it be an, an anchor point to the story? I don't think they'll need to do that again. But going forward, they'll there'll be more run-ins with the aliens or the the reasons they're there, or all of that type of. It sounds like you know. More, it seems like that. Yeah, more action or battles or or what have you going forward. I mean, I guess mostly I just look at it and go, "Why is this not on Sci-Fi?" <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, it's the same same parent company. Yeah. Well, they too- I don't think this is supposed to be about aliens. It's supposed to be about. <laughs> it wasn't supposed to be. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah. So the uh, original 
idea. So what, I, what Ivy's saying is he'd rather see the aftermath than the no, actual no, location. I don't, I don't want to see anything ever related <laughs> to anything aftermathy ever, ever, ever again. All right. <sighs> well, with that, we'll move on to the next show on our list. Although, before we do that, again, another show that I'd be interested to hear your opinions on. Are you interested? In I just changes? told you my opinion. Oh, you mean the, the listeners? Big, big, oh. big changes into the second season. Uh, were you a fan of the first season? Are you more interested? If you didn't watch the first season, are you more interested in maybe checking out a second season? Because, like Kyle says, you can pretty much jump right into the first, apparently and just uh, move ahead without even having to go back and watch the first. What was it? Ten, twelve episodes? However many they did. Let us know about that, and we'll move on to another show. That again. With the things that happened last season, I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on whether you're still watching Sleepy Hollow uh, or whether you gave up on it on one of the multiple times they messed up in the past. Uh, But uh, here we are at uh, Season 4, Episode 2, In Plain Sight. And uh, Ivy, did you ever watch? And you were one of the people that did give up at some point in time, like in Season 2 or something? Or... No, I didn't even make it to season two. I watched when I when I pre-screened the pilot. I remember not liking it all, and then when it premiered, everyone had a huge reaction to it. So I watched a couple episodes and said, "This isn't for me." I think I may have watched the season finale that first year because that was when John Noble was there, maybe. Um, but no, I never liked this show. <laughs> I got really excited when I glanced at the uh, at the outline and I saw "In Plain Sight." I was like, "Oh, we're talking about that." Doesn't make a lot of sense, but <laughs> oh, the episode. Yeah, no, not the same one. Uh, yeah. So, uh, but you, Kyle, you've been watching all along. What do you yep. think of how they've uh, re- redone things here for uh, season four? I was dreading it, but I was pleasantly surprised by this new season. I actually really enjoyed the new direction that they're they're taking. Like, it's a lot of fun. Like, I didn't really miss, like, Abby or the, uh, the other characters that we lost, which I thought I was going to miss them. But I, I think they, like, yeah, it's kind of, like, hokey how they initially set it up, but, like, where suddenly he's in D.C., even though this show is called Sleepy Hollow and everything takes place in D.C. now, but... Um, I, I still I think they did a really good job of, of rebooting it. They introduced like some fun new his his new partner, uh the uh homeland security agent, um and then her ten year old daughter who's who you could tell from the first episode that she was gonna be the next witness even before they uh they did that in in this episode where they finally officially announced it but uh and then like the 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 fun people in the in the library the uh the nerdy guy who's like looking at at uh ichabod like he's like this amazing like like he's just in awe of him and he wants to be like him and then you got the alex the female mechanic who just likes to build stuff so i think they set up a, a fun team i don't know like it seems like keeping jenny around seems a little weird like trying to keep her shoehorn her into this new show but um overall like yeah i really enjoyed i like how they're doing more of like this 
like the only one who's really like hamming it up and overplaying his role is the uh, this Mr. Dreyfus guy who's like he's doing like the villainy dancing while holding an artifact artifact that he just stole like so like over the top uh, cartoon villain type of stuff. <laughs> That's basically him. Like <laughs> yeah. this is what he plays in almost like every role. He's always a little off, but I think it it fits in uh, uh, in this you know to be that sort of eccentric weird guy that's has money but is going after these you know artifacts to be you know sort of the ongoing uh, bad guy of the season i thought they did like you said Kyle i thought they did a good job of redoing the show with you know you lose it's got a mythology that they can always maneuver a little bit you know to uh, to change things you know uh, they were you know, they were witnesses. You would, it, it's one of those things that gets passed on. I, I thought it was interesting the way they set it up. Uh, of course, it was obvious that she was going to, you know, when they introduced the daughter uh, and that, you know, she hasn't talked for two weeks. And that's when you know, it was, Jenny, when she died, that yeah. was, yeah, was when the, the previous witness died. So it made uh, it made sense. And then she started talking, you know, when they met. I, I like that they they went a different way with it and not just tried to throw in like, Oh, he, she, he's going to meet another law enforcement, female law enforcement officer. That's going to be uh, the, the witness. They, they went a different way. I like that he came across a new, you know, a new library of stuff. Although I really am interested in like why at some point there should be a mention of the previous <laughs> library that he was using and how all of that stuff should be brought to this one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, not just all of a sudden the new stuff that you found is the key to everything that you need to solve every mystery that you're going to come across. It seems like a lot of the uh, the stuff that you would come across and built up over the first three seasons in Sleepy Hollow, that that would be good additions to this library. I, I like the new characters that they set up. I like the new you know situations. Like I'm looking forward to various conversations when <laughs> when he finally gets around to saying, you know, I am from 300 years ago. I've only I've only been back here for uh, you know, for 3 years. Well, that'll excite the uh Jake. He's all excited that he could possibly be a time traveler, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh and and these types of things and so I've always had fun with them, you know, mixing in just their own wacky version of you know, U S history that this event was actually to obscure like some other bigger fight against, you know, good and evil uh, as opposed to various battles and wars and stuff that we know about, you know, yeah. uh, that the Washington and various other people had created all these different secret societies that were stave off magic and all these other types of things. And so uh, I thought they did a good job of, of creating it. I think it, does make sense. I don't think they're trying to shoehorn Ginny into this new situation. I think it makes sense that she would be there. You know, like she said, it, she... I guess her boyfriend got killed, so it gave her an excuse to get out of there. And, well, also, and get... the you know, she has the history to her sister and what this... And, you know, and has been searching for artifacts and things like this and knows a lot about this life and could be, you know, useful in... Especially now that they find out that it's a kid involved... Uh, so I'm interested to see how it sort of takes 
fully takes shape over the next you know few episodes, because uh, sooner or later some people are going to have some much bigger, <laughs> much bigger questions. Yeah, <laughs> especially once she, you know, she's now seen various monsters like, <laughs> you know, a possessed John Wilkes Booth, uh, and uh, and now you know actual witches and things like that. And so it's, I think they've, I think they've done a good job of resetting. But also giving you the stuff that you like, which is him uh, still interacting with the new world, but also him now having three years of having watched some of our TV and mixing using in both, Uber and yeah, yeah, mixing <laughs> in both present day stuff with uh, his historical knowledge of things because he was there. I don't know. I, I still I still think the show I, I still think the show is fun. I think they've done a good job of of continually. I think they really faltered there in season two, but I thought they, they brought it back at the end of that. And the villain wasn't super great last season. Yeah. I didn't really care for the last season, but overall I think they've, they've done a good job of continually, you know, remaking the show from season to season, but not so much that it's not the familiar thing. You're going to get some wacky, supernatural bad guy or something each week and them going after it. And that's the, you know, that's the fun of the show. Well, see the problem with rebooting it like this, like, I think they do a really good job, but are you really going to get people that is like, Oh, season four, maybe I'll check that out now. Like, you know, you almost like give it a new name or something because like, I don't know that you're going to get any necessarily new people, but you might get, I think if people that enjoyed the show, check it out i think they will continue to like it yeah because while they were good together it really for the most part was always <laughs> the most fun of the show has always been him the fish out of water stuff, reacting like, to what's going on yeah. now based on what he believes you know what he was there for history and and uh the contradiction sometimes of what people now believe an event to be and what he believes the <laughs> event was really for and uh, and all of that that type of stuff that's still the fun of the show for me and uh, and then you get a weird mystery of the you know of the week and so I continue to enjoy it plus for I- Ivy there's been references to the Hamilton musical in this like in the first episode <laughs> of this season and last season like, I'm not gonna throw away my shot <laughs> but I can get caught up to show. <laughs> All right, so that'll do it with uh, Sleepy Hollow, and we'll move on to the last show on the list, uh, which is uh, Sherlock, Season 4, Episode 3, The Final Problem, uh, which was the season finale here of uh, Season 4. And, uh, I don't know, overall, Ivy, what did you think of Season 4 and The Final Problem in particular? You know, it's funny. All of the feedback it felt like over the last couple of weeks was that it seemed nobody liked the first episode, uh, but I really did. And then nobody liked the second episode. And that one took a while for it to grow on me. Uh, and so I really feel like last night, which I loved parts of and didn't like parts of, I think that maybe if I give it time, I'll I'll kind of be able to see past one to get to the other. Um, the only thing that I, I really didn't, I don't think landed for me, um, was the whole thing with... Um, the girl on the plane being in the mind of her the whole time. I just like, I I felt that was a little esoteric and I don't think it worked. Um, 
as a as you know if you look at if you look at everything that was done from the perspective of what Sherlock and John said to each other being soldiers right you know killing of the of the warden and then letting the warden i mean not not killing of the warden's wife but you know letting that kind of play out and and killing of the 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 murder suspects and the and the two brothers all of that if you if you looked at that mindset of how they were get, able to get past it they were able to soldier on because they knew they were saving this little girl well and and this plane full of people that could theoretically wake up i was kind of hoping that you know they would wake up um but when it landed that was all just a I don't want to call it a figment of her imagination, but a construct in her brain instead of it being real life. I felt that it took away from um, the whole torture sessions piece. You know, it's the reason that that those guys drove on was to do this and they took it away. So I felt like it it meant less. Um, It took away from kind of some of the cool stuff that we saw in there, like Mycroft. um, I was really surprised the second Mycroft started talking and all of a sudden you're realizing he's willing to sacrifice, sacrifice himself for John. Uh, and just all that little stuff. I felt like it was, it was kind of taken away from us with the way that that storyline ended. Yeah. Um, I think that's sort of been a thing with the, this show as it's gone on is it's all about screwing with you for the sake of screwing with you, not because it's actually a good story. Uh, in some places. And I really want to go back and watch, kind of watch again, just because I swear, weren't there times where she was on screen talking to them and then it would go. Yeah, but it could have been pre-recorded. And then the voice would go over. I mean, I mean, I guess some of that could be pre-recorded, except that when you find her in that situation at the end, you know, she's, she's like tucked away within herself talking like that. And, and he brings her sort of brings her out of it but so if if that's the case then how is she like both of these things and yeah she's supposed to be super smart but so smart that she could pre-record exactly the right things to play little bits well, of here and there well remember well, what Moriarty did last week remember what Sherlock did last week Sherlock was able to accurately predict pretty much everything John would do <laughs> yeah, three it, weeks in advance yeah well that that I, but they gave pretty good explanations for that. But here, yeah, when you find out that it's all in her head, but just the way that final scene goes, it it just seems like, again, stuff that you see, it's it's almost like it's there just so it can fool you, not because yeah. that's actually how it would have to work uh, if this was taking place. And I should probably not watch these episodes also when I'm kind of tired. You know, ninety minutes, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> of, of an episode when it is a bit is a bit much. But I mean, overall, I enjoyed it because I enjoy the two characters and the way they play off of each other. But overall, I didn't, I wasn't necessarily as enamored with this season as as previous ones. How about you, Kyle? Yeah, I feel pretty much the same way. The, the red flag that you brought up, uh, Ivy, is exactly the main issue I had with this, where that was just like a cop out with the the whole girl in the in the plane, like how they just 
like I think the show at times tries to be too clever and too artsy and it's at the the expense of actually a story that makes sense. I mean, I, I really enjoyed the beginning of this, like the whole heist thing. And they did have me fooled there because I was like, that's so obviously Sherlock wearing that stupid captain's beard and hat. And then sure enough, it wasn't Sherlock because they wanted you to think it was Sherlock. So I was like, oh, wow, they really actually fooled me there and the way that they wanted to fool him in the thing. And then I, I like that whole heist thing of them breaking into the building. And then it became sort of like a saw movie with all these like little like traps and things that they had to, to deal with. But yeah, then the, the way they ended that, that whole thing with the, the girl on the, the plane just made no sense. It was like out of nowhere and it just didn't make a lot of sense. Like overall, yeah, I, I enjoyed parts, like some of the interactions between the characters, but I didn't really enjoy this season that much um, episode to episode or um, like this, like that whole ending just kind of ruined this episode. Uh, and like and how Moriarty had all this, like he only had five minutes with her and yet they filmed all these like tons of little things for him to do and talk to them. It just seemed a little a little uh, too convenient to be able to do all that. That wasn't from that. I mean, that was, she got her five minutes and turned him into whatever, you know, he became as being a, a pain in the ass for, uh, for Sherlock and others. He, she filmed all that stuff because after a while she had taken control of the, of the whole place and could come and go as she pleased. Uh, and so she, I'm sure that, that was the original five minutes, not necessarily that she only ever talked to Moriarty for five minutes. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, that she had him record a bunch of stuff and then was able to use it in different scenarios to, you know, to continue to mess with them uh, is, is kind of interesting. It's also, sometimes these stories also go along with like, so when did you come up with this idea type of thing? And like, oh, hey, how about we uh, throw in, another sibling and oh hey this could be our last or potentially our last season and we're not sure how much if we're going to get to do any of these anymore so how about we also tie it into you know past seasons and make everything that you've that's come before attached to this thing here i don't know sometimes it's just too big of a thing it's i don't was it really that well tied into the past if five years ago she talked with Moriarty and Moriarty became that, you know, the, it was all the way back in the first season that they were, they dealt with him. And yeah, but Mori, but Moriarty was all, already, already hated Sherlock Holmes in the first place. That's the only reason why he agreed to come to the Island. It's not like he did that because of, him. yeah, but it still turned, it still used, it still tied this in all the way back to that, that some of what had gone on, that the sister had known about or even orchestrated all the way, way back then. And so the whole thing to me felt like, Oh, we're saying that the sibling that we just told you about has had her hands in all of these things that you've been watching all along. And that's sort of like, that's a lot of retrofitting to again, like Kyle said, to be, to end up seeming like you're more clever than you actually are. I don't know. I overall, I think the, you know, the end of the episode does sort of like pull the rug out from under you. It's not from what you, you know, what you've been watching all along and, and things. And again, like we talked about in the blacklist where things just seem to happen sometimes just so that they can, 
so they can screw with you. Uh, and some of the artsiness of it, sometimes I feel like they're just going through, like, throwing things up on the screen and doing this weird montage and stuff like that. So you just go, you just sort of forget. It's like they're... <laughs> like, like magicians, a, it's yeah, a distraction. They, it's like, just a distraction. Look at this flashy stuff. It's like, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't pay attention that we're not really telling you, <laughs> you know, giving you a good explanation for anything. Just, uh, hey, look, we're over here now. I mean, it's still fun along the way, you know, like the heist and all that type of stuff. And I did like the Moriarty Moriarty music video there when he showed up on the island. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so there, there's stuff like that, but I don't know. I think, I don't know, it sort of suffers from some of the same problems that Doctor Who suffers from sometimes where, you know, you have the you have the same guy and he's just trying to screw with you. At least those are only an hour or 45 <laughs> minutes. Like. And it's, it's, it's a lot of... Uh, Sometimes just don't pay too close attention because we don't really have a good explanation for how we got to here. But look, doesn't it seem super clever? And uh, I don't know. That's how I felt all about a lot of this season was like it was just throwing a lot of stuff up there on the screen at times just to, you know, to move things along. I mean, like the very first episode is basically like six episodes. <laughs> it's like six mini episodes in one long episode to, to get you where you are. Would I watch more if they made more? Of course I would. Yeah. <laughs> but but I don't know. I think it, it sort of worked okay as a potential, like if they don't do any more, it kind of sets them in an, you know, an interesting place. You know, they're back to, you know, arguing and solving cases. And uh, they did seem to fix up their blown up building pretty easily. Too. Yeah, apparently that bomb only blows up. And not down because the floor seemed perfectly fine when they showed back up. Just some burnt wallpaper that you have to change and everything's good. Which was which was terrible considering they had talked about how they were worried about people in the restaurant and living below and things like that. And then apparently it just exploded out. But, you know, I think that's uh, that's enough Sherlock. That'll do it for our primetime segment. As always, let us know. What you think about any of those shows? You know, what do you think about the final season of Sherlock? Do you like the, you know, sort of reboot of Sleepy Hollow, <laughs> or the reboot of Colony, and uh, you know, the new LMD season of Shield and all of that? Uh, let us know what you think about the, these seasons at feedback at tvtimes3.com or at tvtimes3 on Twitter, and we'll move on to our recommendations, uh, which, well, just. Uh, Last week, Amory and I recommended The Magicians, which comes up here in a week, Kyle. In a week? <laughs> Next week. <laughs> but this week, three weeks from now, will be it's, this show will be his companion. And uh, but I'll let uh, I'll let Ivy uh, uh, talk. A no, little you, bit about you talk. It. I I didn't realize you guys had done The Magicians next week, so I have another recommendation prepared. Oh, you. I let, I will let you talk about The Expanse, unlike any time I'm on the show when we talk about The Expanse and all I do is talk the whole time. Well, I was going to let you talk about The Expanse and then just join in and say, yeah, what he said. So <laughs> so just pretend we had an expansive <laughs> yeah. discussion about The Expanse. That's right. It was, it was very, very expansive. But yeah, I don't know. I like the first season of The Expanse. I like the, you know, the world that they sort of set up. Uh, it took a little while kind of figure things out and I'm sure that once I delve back into it it'll take me a little bit of time to 
refigure it out because it's been so long since uh, since I've watched any of it, uh, and I haven't rewatched any of it. But but no, it's some good you know space sci-fi you know big space opera type of stuff with the uh, you know interesting things happening and in that sort of way that you like from from sci-fi where it sort of puts you in this you know, outer space, other planets, spaceships, all this stuff. But they're really talking about stuff that's <laughs> happening now in everyday life. Uh, they're just putting it, you know, it in a different context for you to, you know, get a look at it. And so that's always an interesting uh, aspect of of uh, some sci-fi. And so that's what they're doing here. And I would say, you know, coming up, definitely watch The Magicians. And then a few weeks later when The Expanse joins it on Wednesday nights, I'd say watch the whole two hours. <laughs> Record the whole thing. I remember when we talked last year, the one thing I kept saying again and again and again is they haven't even begun to tell you what the show is about yet. It's about this whole other thing. And then and in three weeks, you'll get to meet Bobby Draper and you'll go, damn. I mean, darn. I mean, whatever is explicitly correct on this level of podcast rating. Sorry. <laughs> Dag nabbit. <laughs> This is the rated 1920s podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you going to uh, recommend there, uh, Ivy, other than The Expanse? So expansively, I'd like to talk now. Um, so yeah, I think anybody that knows me knows I'm a, a, a little bit of a fan of a little television show back in the day called The West Wing. Uh, what? And as, as Kyle mentioned earlier, uh, I'm also a fan of the Hamilton musical. So... As we record this on Monday, um, today's Lin-Manuel Miranda, who's the um, the kind of the genius guy behind uh, the Hamilton musical, um, in conjunction with the West Wing Weekly, the podcast that uh, Josh Molina does, that's a you know episode by episode review of the West Wing. In conjunction today's Lin-Manuel Miranda wrote and recorded a rap about the West Wing called "What's Next." Uh, and if you haven't listened to it, it's hilarious. Uh, it's it proves that he's a, a true fan of the show because the the references that he's making are not just, you know, the obvious not, stuff that anybody level. that ever watched an episode. You know, this is not just the rote making fun of a walk and talk. No, there's an Uncle Fluffy reference in there. And that was one episode in the middle of the fourth season. So, you know, you've, you've got to be. You, you gotta gotta be a real fan to know some of the stuff that that he wove in there. But uh, if you're looking for it, I mean, if if you're a fan of either one of these things and you're online, you've probably seen it already. But if you haven't, you can go to thewestwingweekly.com uh, or just Google "What's Next, Lin Manuel Miranda" and uh, thank me later. All right. And so my recommendation uh, is this week: Twelve Monkeys season two it comes out on Blu-ray and DVD. I'm sure it's probably on streaming somewhere, but if you're like me and you like your physical media, I know I'm strange. Um, you can pick that up. Uh, so I, I like I really enjoyed the first season. It's all weird and timey wimey. It's it's great how it all comes together. And then the second season, they kind of swap up the roles of the two main characters 
uh, they're put in like the opposite positions. So that leads to some really interesting stuff that uh, plays out into a very, very interesting place for the upcoming third season. So I definitely recommend checking that out if you haven't uh, if you haven't seen the second season yet. Yeah, I still need to finish the second season. Any good features on there? I did not look what's on there. Mm. I didn't receive a review copy, so I'm not sure what's on there. I want D. I want director's commentaries. Those are the best. Well, they do. One thing I would recommend, like if you like the show, they did like an official podcast, and that was really interesting. They they talk, they had people on for each episode to talk about the episode. I'd go back and and listen to the official Twelve Monkeys podcast. Oh, sweet! I'll have to do that. More and more shows are doing that. It feels like. Um... Well, I always go back to Ron Moore on Battlestar Galactica with it's essentially releasing podcast commentaries that you play over and listen to while you're watching the episode was always pretty cool. So more shows do that, please. Yeah, they've they've been a well, this whole after show phenomenon uh, has been has been a thing. And I think while some of them have been either doing it like after the show, like The Walking Dead, where it's an actual show on the network. And then some, like maybe like Teen Wolf, do it occasionally on the network, but on the website or something like that. I think there's been others that have started to do these types of things where they do it as a podcast, where you they talk about the you know they talk about that episode or something, or and uh, it's it's released, you know, after an episode airs or something like that uh, to give you, you know, to give you some commentary or some insight into you know the people who wrote it or were in it or stuff like that. So yeah, that's a, that's always interesting. If unlike something like talking dead, it actually is an interesting conversation with people. Throwing shade at the hardware. <laughs> but basically talking dead is like a, Hey, let's all pat ourselves on the back for like an hour. And I still watch it, but yeah, there's not much substance to it. Uh, so yeah, if there's actual substance in it, that that would be that'd be an interesting thing to uh, to do. But yeah, I still need to go back and finish. Uh, yeah, Twelve Monkeys was one of the shows that got backed up on the the DVR, and I was like, oh, I'll finish it over the summer, and then other things happen, and then I was like, uh, oh, it's on streaming. I'll just delete it off the DVR and get to it whenever. <laughs> and uh, then other things, you know, other shows and things like that have come along. Other things have clogged up the DVR, and uh, here it sits. Another season will be out, you know, sometime this year, and I'll try and get to that second season before the end, before that starts. So uh, that'll do it for uh, our recommendations. Uh, as always, you can find uh, links to more about those, as well as the news stories we talked about, and also where you can uh, find Ivy and Kyle online. Even though we know Ivy's at home. That's where he's recording. We're only he's online you, at home. We'll only let you know his... where you can find him online. You can find me Virginia Beach, Virginia, two three four six two. Not giving you the street address. Yes. <laughs> we'll throw up a tweet and we'll meet at the McDonald's. That's right. <laughs> where they'll have Wi-Fi and he'll be online. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you can find all of that in the show notes at tvtimes three dot com slash three five three. And uh, next week, Amory and Ray will be back with me. And not sure exactly what we'll be talking about yet, except uh, we will be talking about the season finale of The Good Place. I'm sure we'll make the cut. As it should. <laughs> and 
I I'm, I'm I cry a little on the inside when somebody says the season finale of The Good Place. Not already. I know, and I hope it comes back, but I don't think the ratings have been great. But with that, thanks again, Ivy and Kyle, for joining me on episode 353. 